You have questions? We have answers. We're two Southern moms on the backside of raising kids. And we have some things to say. We've lived life, made mistakes, and learned some lessons. Join us for answers to the questions you just want to ask your mom. Hey, welcome to another Just Ask Your Mom podcast. I'm Renee Sproles. I'm Bonnie Blaylock. And today we are going to talk about mom friends. Now, we've talked a lot about how motherhood, especially the early years, can feel lonely and isolating. And more and more of this is happening. Families are really mobile. They move to different communities. And the shared support you might normally have gotten from cousins and aunts and uncles and parents, siblings, you now have to intentionally find in friendships. Right. Um, we've pretty much stayed put, I think, for our whole childbearing years, but we didn't really have family closer than an hour away. So um, yeah, it was intentional community for sure that we had to seek out. And um, right now we're currently, my husband and I are currently hosting a newly married group in our home pretty regularly. And one of the catalysts for starting that group was so many of these young couples who had just gotten married or just about to get married, um, were just looking for their people and they couldn't find them. Church wasn't meeting because of COVID and the normal school thing wasn't happening. And they were all just sort of drifting. So they'd reached this different stage of life with a new person and they just wanted some other people who understood, who got it. Yeah. I, I mean, I've seen that with my a daughter who was in college, then they married. And mm -hmm. um, you have friends from, you know, your teen years. Those are like golden years mm -hmm. for making friendships. Childhood, teen years. Um, you're available to, you know, get together. But um, when you enter a new life stage and your old friends aren't there yet, um, it, it makes it kind of um, more difficult to connect. Mm -hmm. You're still friends. Absolutely. You'll always probably be friends. Yes. Yeah, but you, they just, there's some things they're just not rolling with yet. They're not going to understand the husband-wife situation. Maybe you're having kids and they're not yet, and they're not going to understand what all that's about. That's right. You become much less available and free yeah. with each successive stage of life. Mm -hmm. You know, you're, you're less free when you're married because you have someone you have to check in with, yeah. you know, and you're not just doing your own thing every day. Uh -huh. And then you have a kid and it, yeah, it's, you got to get a sitter and you've got to plan ahead and you're just not these spontaneous right. get togethers. Yeah. Um, sometimes you just need people in your own life stage so they can be, they can really be good sounding boards and sanity checkers, I guess. And to mm -hmm. kind of, um, keep you on the straight and narrow <laughs> with, with what's going on. Um, I, I, yeah, I mean, my sounding boards were invaluable at mm -hmm. various stages of life, my right. friendships. I mean, and it just takes somebody six months down the road from you. Um, a little bit further. You were just a tiny yeah. bit ahead of me and I'd be like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> so that yeah. was really helpful. And your spouse cannot fulfill all of these needs. No, nor should they. That's a lot to carry. It's too much. To put on your spouse. Right. And that's awesome. You know, you want to marry your best friend in some senses. Um, and you're doing a lot of things with the most things with them. But sometimes there's just something a girlfriend can give you that a spouse can't. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and yeah, you're right. That's just too much of a weight for one person. And the book of Proverbs has lots of things to say about friendships. Not the least of which is that having friends brings unique richness wisdom and blessings into your life 
on the negative side, it teaches that fools will perish for lack of friends or wrongly chosen friends. And it's interesting to me because this high view of friendship, I mean, Proverbs really digs in. There's verse after verse after verse about friendships was written in a culture that family was everything. Yeah, you lived in the little you. Yeah, you lived in your little tribal family unit. Mm -hmm. And God is telling us that, you know what, I'm I'm pointing this out to you. You're made for friendships. Be sure that you're looking for quality friendships Hmm. and um that is interesting you know remember ruth where your people will be my people where you go i will go yes and you're not really bringing your friends along with you then but apparently you're making them wherever you go yes that's and that's a good point because um there's a couple of proverbs that i thought were really interesting um one says a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for a time of adversity and um Tim Keller once preached a sermon about friendship I thought was really helpful in um, understanding the why behind this idea. He said that um, your family's going to be there for you in adversity because they care. There's loyalty to you. There's family memories. And they're going to be there for you. But they may not like you. (laughs) (laughs) Ouch. (laughs) But a friend is someone who has chosen you. Mm -hmm. And... um, and so the the verse that says there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. The the Hebrew word for sticks is that word cleave that you hear that um, a man shall leave his oh, leave father and, and mother and cleave to his wife. Mm-hmm. And so this idea that um, a friend in many ways can be better than a sibling. And I don't, I've never really thought about it that way. That a, a friend is like the depth of a, can can be yeah. the depth of a relationship of a si- sibling and a commitment level of a sibling but you actually are choosing each other right i mean i think about that i think that god has a huge sense of humor and the families he ends up allowing us to create (laughs) yeah (laughs) so um he you know a healthy healthy friendships are necessary for living a wise and full and and joyful oh yeah for sure have everybody over to your house, <laughs> go on vacations together, all that stuff. Sometimes yeah. it's way better. A lot of times it's way better with friends <laughs> yes. than your family. Yes. So let's talk about mom friends. We need them. Where do they come from? Yes. What makes a good mom friend? Mm-hmm. Well, one obvious place might be church. Um, there you know that people are sharing your faith. Hopefully they have your same worldview. So you can get kind of all that out of the way. You know, you have this whole list of stuff you're not supposed to talk about. Right. <laughs> can't talk politics, politics. Can't talk religion. <laughs> can't talk. So um, at least you have one, you know, that's yes. kind of on the table that you yes. can do. Um, lots of churches. We went to a Mother's Day out. Uh, my kids did. And uh, they had programs and nurseries. So if you are looking for mom friends, don't be creepy. But you can linger outside the classroom <laughs> at drop off or pick up. Um and meet the moms of your kids' classmates. Also, you it helps to get to know the kids themselves. Like, you know, when your kid comes home and talks about, oh, you know, Mackenzie in class, she was so fun. Okay, that's your cue. Let's get together with Mackenzie. Right, right, yeah. And you seek out that, yeah, seek out that um, parent for a play date mm-hmm. and, and see, see how it goes. Right, sometimes the kids can get along and the moms don't. But right. you, know, well, you won't know until you try. I mean, it's true for young married couples, too. Yes. How many how many groups did we go through? Like groups, but couples did we go through? We He liked the husband. I didn't really like the wife. Yes. I liked the wife. He didn't really like... I mean, it's the same idea. You're right. trying out the mom and the kid. Right. There's just lots more 
permutations of who has to yes, like who. So that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mommy and me classes. So I remember there was like kinder music classes when our kids were little. Yep. Um, Jimboree had those fun little classes. Uh-huh. Um, you can meet some other moms in, in that kind of place. I think I mentioned in a recent episode, my my aunt met two of her best friends at a La Leche League yeah. meeting. Or Lamaze yeah. or your childbirth classes. Yeah. yeah. Um, for sure, you know you're going to find other expectant moms there with kids about your same, you know, same age. So um, those are great places to meet other moms. Um, library. Our library oh, yeah. has these little reading times. Reading time. Um, bookstores do too. And if you're a big reader and you you want your little ones to be big readers, then hang out with other people who are readers. Yeah, there's workout groups, um, going on walks with neighbors. I see this all the time in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Parents with the same age children out. The walking is more like zigzagging. Yeah. <laughs> the kids are riding their bikes or kicking yes. soccer balls down the street while the parents are walking. That's great. But that kills two birds with one stone. You're getting some air. You're getting some outside, you know, and then mm-hmm. you're also getting to know somebody a little bit better. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, family, which we talked about. Sometimes your sister is your best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you have that, that then you're super blessed. Um, sometimes your sister-in-law can fit that bill. Um, but sometimes too much time with family like we talked about gets a little complicated yeah it gets a little it gets a little hairy uh and for you introverts out there you know small talk we don't love small talk right um it's not our favorite um we're less comfortable in large social uh, get-togethers so you can seek out smaller venues Mm -hmm. take it upon yourself ask somebody to go to coffee yeah one-on-one yeah one-on-one it doesn't have to be a full table full of 10 people all at once every time and you need somebody to watch your kid to get to know the parent go in the evening yeah when you've got child care mm-hmm. or go really really early in the morning you know I've done that too yes 6 a.m so just be creative don't don't just think you can't do it yeah be creative you can and and it's better than sitting by yourself at home you, you don't need to do that you no, don't need to be lonely. No, we're too isolated. This nuclear family's housed up in homes where we don't have any extended help. We've talked about that and mm-hmm. what to what to expect after your baby comes. That's too hard. Yeah, it's not it's not how we're meant to do life. Together. It is hard. Uh, some of the some of the funnest two weeks was that was the time we lived with you all. Yeah, in between houses, we mm-hmm. moved in with y'all for two weeks. I'm like, this is so much easier. <laughs> There's like two of us to do everything. Yes. Four eyes instead of two. <laughs> Four arms instead of two. Yeah. And the cooking and the washing the kids and all that. Yeah. yeah it's awesome. Um, so when they get to school age, then it gets a little easier because your kids are busier. Um, and there's, they have all those logistics of sports and class projects and field trips and carpooling. So if you can, I know lots of moms work outside the home and their schedule prevents it. But um, sometimes there's things in the evening too. Um, if you can be a class mom or something, make time to volunteer for some things if you if you have that in your schedule. Um, Did you meet moms that way? Because, you know, we homeschooled, so I didn't yeah, have that Yeah, absolutely. We went, we, moms and dads, because my husband was available sometimes to go. Um, and dads need friends just as much as moms do. But um, yes, for sure, carpooling. In fact, a lot of the moms that I met from kindergarten on, you know, your kids not always stay in the same school, but ours did. Um, you follow them. You just kind of grow mm-hmm. with them and your kids mm-hmm. grow together. So you, we knew every kid in the class and they weren't all best friends, but um, the ones that did get to be friends, for sure I was friends with the moms. Um, all the time we would go to lunch or every time we'd see them at school and we could do projects together and stuff like that. So yeah, they're not always the same depth of friendship, but um, 
yes, it was nice to know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You could talk, you know, if your kid doesn't know what the homework was, well, that somebody, some other mom <laughs> in the class would know. You could probably talk to them. So good point. Good point. Um, and this kind of ties into our recent conversation on shame. Um, we, we are constantly evaluating, evaluating ourselves mm-hmm. in light of other women. Mm-hmm. And in this, in this context, sometimes we can evaluate, um, others as moms first and women second. And you're, if you're already second guessing yourself, if you're already full of doubt, um, you're going to want to be able to feel safe and not judged oh, absolutely. by a friend. Yeah. Which is why, um, a lot of times you are drawn to like-minded yeah. people because you know, okay, we're on the same page on, on this issue. Yes. Um, and I thought this, this is one of my favorite quotes about friendship. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, um, friendship does not ask, do you love me so much as do you see the same truth? Hmm. And, um, C.S. Lewis puts it like this. The typical expression of opening friendship would be something like, what? You too? I thought I was the only one. <laughs> so you're, yeah. you're seeing something like as you stand shoulder to shoulder. You're looking at life in a, from a similar perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was really beautiful. And it kind of explains why. Um, have you ever met a mom who really, really, really wants to be your friend? Mm-hmm. And you get this creepy crawly feeling like all up and down your skin, like they need too much from me. Yeah. Too needy. And, um, and in light of the, this view of friendship that Emerson and Lewis were talking about, it's, it's like they're not seeing anything the same, like the same as you. They're just looking at you. Yeah. That still has a lot of pressure and it's too much pressure. Yeah. Yeah, It's too much pressure. So, um, that shared perspective is, is worth looking for. It is. I love the, um, (laughs) saw some, I tend to go up to people, I don't say this out loud, but in my head, you know, if I'm meeting someone new and I'm wanting to connect with them or whatever, it's this little reel plays in my head, like, please be weird like me. Please be weird like me. <laughs> please see things in little quirky ways like I yes, do. Yes, yes. Um, just a little hope. So. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. You, know, I, you know, I always like when we talk about these types of um, topics for a podcast, I like to look at some statistics. I want to know, like, what's the general rule for yep. what we're discussing. So mm-hmm. I found some some Barna studies from 2018 that said the majority of adults has anywhere between two and five close friends. That's 62% of Americans have between two and five close friends. But one in five Americans regularly or often feels lonely. Mm-hmm. And so there's some, there's some sort of disconnect there. I mean, you can't have a whole lot of really great close friends. I think that... Two to five really close friends. That's amazing. It is. And it take friendship takes a long time. It takes a lot of not, I don't want to say work, but investment. It does. There's a lot of give and take. So if you have two to five friends and a husband and a family and extended family, and perhaps you're working outside the home. And I mean, a lot of that, something has to go at some point. And, um, it's really difficult to balance. It totally is. All of those things. I've been, I've, um, I've lived some years. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting to reflect on the friendships that have weathered. Yes. Uh, distance and time. Mm-hmm. It, it is shocking to me how, like, my college roommate and I cannot talk for, like, two years and just pick right back up. Yeah. We were, we had moved away for six years, something like that. And we stayed in touch with you all, Bonnie, but, like, 
we just picked right back up. Yeah. Once we were back in town, it's like, okay, resume. Hit the resume button yeah. on the social <laughs> gatherings and all this. Um, but then some friendships don't, didn't do that, mm-hmm. you know, when we moved back to mm-hmm. Murfreesboro. And that's okay, too. Sometimes they have a lifetime and they're your friend for a season. They do. Um, for And for lots of reasons, which we'll get into, we'll talk to yeah. you about later. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah. I think, um, I do think it's unfortunate that one in five is only, it's, I've heard that it's an epidemic. Yeah, I think it may be more now. That was... 2018 right and I'm I'm good I'm an introvert so I'm good with a lot of alone time and a lot of being by myself I can find things to do I'm not bored but I will say when the kids were small you just need some adult conversation to keep you uh from going insane a little bit and I did need I think I needed it more then yeah yeah definitely definitely when I've had like some busy weeks I'm I'm just like okay I need to be in a room by myself yeah. and get away from me. But yeah, 20 years ago, that was actually the opposite would be true. I need to be in a room with some people. Yes. <laughs> to talk to someone above the age of five. <laughs> so yeah, I knew when I went into, a, it was a business meeting, actually. I went into a room and I dropped something on the floor and I went, uh-oh. <laughs> I knew that was probably a red flag that I needed to get out a little more. Yeah. <laughs> kids speak. Oh, me. So what are you looking for? Let's talk about what we look for in friendships. Okay. Um, like we said, I think we, f- we sort of first evaluate um, new mom friends by their mom-ness. Mom- yeah, their mom-ness <laughs> rather than um, just as regular individual females. So, and that's because you're going to spend a lot of time with them. Your kids are going to spend a lot of time together and you really, you just want to minimize conflict. Mm -hmm. You don't want to feel judged like we talked about. So similar parenting styles, like if they're only feeding their child organic vegan from scratch and like your go-to is the Chick-fil-A play place, (laughs) you might not mesh. I'm just saying like if, if you can't abide spanking and you're friends with a mom who's not afraid to swat now and then you might have some conflict. So you don't have to be on the same page about everything, but some of the major things help. Mm-hmm. Like we're not, we're mm-hmm. not on the same page no. about everything. No, no, we're not. Um, you have to be able to re- relax and be real. So if you're uh, always worried about your kid making a mess at their house, or if you think your house has to look perfect before they can come over, or if you have to look your best in some sort of competitive way, no, that's exhausting. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it when like... <laughs> We had a, hosted a small group at our house for years when we, all of our children were small. So mm-hmm. we're talking, I don't know, what, 12, a dozen it small was children. So many kids. And adults all at the same time. And it was just sort of a given. Like, okay, there might be laundry on top of the bed. Just shove it off and mm-hmm. it, whatever. You know, if, if I had to have it perfect every single time they come over, no one would come over. It wouldn't have happened. No, right. I mean, they were sleeping in the bathtubs, on yeah. the floor, on the yeah. beds. Right. It was it was kind of crazy, but... Y- yeah. And you had a worked. pan of brownies out, and we knew where the silverware was. Yeah, help yourself. Help yeah, yourself. Um, I, we don't have butlers and mm-hmm. maids and things, so... You got legs. <laughs> you got, <laughs> as my right. mom used to say, your legs working just fine. Go get those glasses. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, uh, what's my friend uh, Danielle say? You have two feet and a heartbeat or something like that. <laughs> So, okay, it helps to have similar numbers of kids. So this is not a deal breaker. We're just no. talking about things to look for. But if you have seven children and your girlfriend has two, you know, it's just not, it, it might just not be doable to like, yeah, to be hanging out together. Now, 
I have a, I do have a friend who does have like nine, 10, I can't keep up children. And she did say, you know, some of their best friends were other families, big, big families. They just mm-hmm. get it. Yeah. They just get the flow of life. They right. get what it takes to get a meal on the table, to corral everybody. And they're okay with a, a, quite a bit of noise just because there's a lot of people. Yeah, that's a good point. And so they could they could do play dates. Can mm-hmm. you imagine like 16 kids uh, with no. two moms? <laughs> <laughs> no, I cannot. But, you know, and I, I, I did find that to be true. You know, we had two children. So families with two, three, four, that mm-hmm. was probably, you know, where we kind of, where we hung out with yeah I think your kids might if you only had two or one your kids might be overwhelmed when the herd comes over you know oh yeah sort of this deluge that are, now they're playing with all their toys and they're you know touching all their stuff and yeah it's a little absolutely it could be overwhelming good point um okay so how about kids of similar ages so you in that scenario you can't because seven kids are all going to be probably right. not all just stair-stepped but um yeah, I think in that case, um, you know, obviously teenagers and toddlers don't really mix. Um, but sometimes, even in our small group, I think, um, we had some that were at the top of the age group and mm-hmm. some that were quite a bit younger. And then people kept having babies, so there would be smaller mm-hmm. and smaller ones. Sometimes the older ones don't always want to babysit. They don't always want to look after the younger ones. Um, I don't know if some kids are dealing with little heavier issues mm-hmm. because of their age. The little ones don't necessarily need to be around that or they're watching stuff on TV. The little ones don't need to be around. So yeah. Yeah. Kind of have to... the, age, the age thing, it was kind of hierarchical, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Our group, they kind of paired off in twos and threes to, yeah. without us telling them to. Right. Depending, like, on, depending ages. on ages. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that worked out some, most of the time we made it work, but sometimes kids felt left out or they, you know, you right. gotta, you gotta kind of, insert yourself to kind of make things flow and all that's part of it's getting part, along yeah, it's part learning of how to share along. learning that's how right. to do all the you know yeah social that's things. right it's fine um and it was worth it because those friendships were so precious you yeah know, it was it stayed. was totally yeah it was totally worth it to do mm-hmm. that um for sure and this is a hard one this this next suggestion mm-hmm. not to be clicky once you have your tribe to reach out because you do kind of have a personality for your group and then you bring someone in and it can totally change you know this Mm -hmm. like if you've ever taught a group of children Mm -hmm. every group of children has its own personality yeah from year to year you know in Sunday school or in um, the school system yes there's like groups that are just like amazing together Mm -hmm. and then there's groups there's like oh (laughs) they really don't bring out the best in each other yeah (laughs) maybe we should split these up (laughs) yeah but I guess I'm you know Having been before the one on the outside, I guess I feel like, um, you know, something you always teach your kids to, you sit at the table with the kid who's all by himself, you reach out. And if you see somebody who's not, you know, playing well with others or whatever, maybe they don't have to do every single thing with y'all, but bring them in a little bit. If, if you felt that way once, then you know what the lonely person feels like and you should reach out, I think. And there, this gets tricky the more life you do together. Because you start to have this shared language Mm -hmm. because you have all these memories. Mm -hmm. You know, all you got to do is say, you remember that time, the Easter with the chicks? (laughs) And everybody starts laughing and and this new person doesn't know. So it can be tricky. And we even experienced this being gone from our hometown for six or seven years. 
coming back. A, pe- a lot of people did their raising of their children, you know, during those years. Yeah. And we don't have those shared Missed a big memories. Uh-huh. And um, I just decided, like, I can continue to feel left out when that comes up. Or I can just be grateful for the experiences I had in those other places with our mm-hmm. friends. Mm-hmm. And there's not there's not anything I can do to, like, go back in time and create some shared memories during that space and time. Mm-hmm. And... So again, it kind of goes back to that thing we keep saying, that story you tell yourself. Mm-hmm. Like they're not intentionally leaving me out when they start talking about things that they did when they were raising their children. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's a, it's shared memories. Yeah. And so, yeah, but you, you, so be open, but just know if you're the one on the outside looking in, it can't always be a hundred percent comfortable for you yeah. all the time. That's it, go, it goes both That's ways. Fair, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you want to talk about more than tantrums and diapers and all the children (laughs) blow by blow of raising your children can they do that so and is that what you're wanting you know is that what you're is that what you're wanting it might start the friendship but if you can't get past that maybe that's not your deep deep like buddy for life person kind yeah. of person right and maybe some groups are for that like if you're in a in a play date kind of thing yeah you probably do want to get together and compare milestones and um you know progress and baby toys and all that kind of stuff but um I just know to this day some women who some moms who cannot I don't I don't think I've ever heard them have a conversation that wasn't involving their children And I love their children. That's so lame. And they love their children. I get it. But like, I want to, who are you? Like, I want more. Mm. And I'm not going to just, you know, dump in like, what's your biggest fear in life? (laughs) You know, I'm not, I like deep conversations, but I mean, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yes. I mean, the best friends, um, in my opinion, like the, what I'm looking for when I'm looking for a friendship is someone who's, um, available, you know, Make some time yeah. for you. Has candor. Mm-hmm. So they'll be like honest about themselves and honest with you. Right. Um, that they're, but they also, there's caring there so they can speak into my life and say something that's hard because I know that they love me. Mm. Um, I just, I look sometimes at um, friend groups of women and I think, I don't think they want what I want. You know, especially moving back. So you move back to your hometown with fresh eyes and you're observing, you know, all the friend groups that you, people you knew, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. 10 years ago and know what you want. I mean, know what you're looking for. Wow. That's a super profound thought right there. Cause I think a lot of people just don't, they don't know who they are or what they want or yeah, how they can dig in with another person. Um, and people change. You know, the same, the people that you knew when you were 20 are not going to, you're not the same person at 30 that you were at 20. Neither are they. And maybe your goals have changed. Maybe, um, what they're working on with their kids are different than now. Um, and so it's okay to have some things sort of have run their course. That's okay. It doesn't mean you like each other less necessarily. It just means you don't serve the same purpose in each other's lives anymore. I I think that's fine for people to come and go. Oh, I do. Absolutely. Absolutely. People can come and go. I I do think we all need like people who can really speak honestly to us and people Mm -hmm. who we can be really, truly honest with. 
Um, I think we're healthier that way. I just think we're all in different stages of life and maybe some of us are not ready yeah. for that yet. Uh-huh. But you, we can all get healthy and, and be to that place. And it's a beautiful place. Oh my goodness. Right. Like you're the mom friends that I've had and have right now. Precious. Precious. Yeah. yeah I, um, that's hard to speak truthfully to people. Um, because if you really like that friend and you don't want to lose the friend, you know, um, but I have before, but I ask first, you know, Hey, you, you ask my advice maybe, or you, um, they're talking about this, whatever's in life. And I, I'll just say, Hey, I can tell you what I really think. Do you really want me to do that? And if they say yes, then, then I will. But, um, I don't, I'm not mean about it, but I mean, it's prop. There's I can't quote this proverb. I wish I could, but it, there's something about um, a person who flatters their neighbor, their friend, is like somebody who lays a, a net, like a trap at your feet. It, you're basically like allowing them to be set up to be ensnared. Right. You know, there's always the friends who um, say you have a crisis or whatever it is, and they're always going to be. Um, they're just going to sort of pile on, like. Um, I don't know. My husband did this thing and they're like, oh my gosh, I know. Can you believe that he did that thing? Guys are always doing that thing. And what you really needed was maybe somebody who'd tell you, well, just give him a little, you know, back off a little bit and it's okay. But some friends are just always going to be piling on your side. Um, and that's exactly what you're talking about. Yes. That Like maybe you don't need, mm-hmm. maybe that's not the truest friendship is for them to just agree with everything you're saying all the time. No, I mean, I, I hate conflict. Listen, we're living in the South. Ain't nobody wanting to speak the truth. <laughs> that's right. And Bless invite some conflict. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I've pretty much decided like there's been a couple of times in my adult life where I was not a good friend. I didn't speak to... Um, a friend that I saw like, oh my, things are going really off the rails in their life. And, um, I need to, I need to speak to them. And what I decided, even though I didn't consciously tell myself this, but now as I reflect, I decided that I liked my comfort Hmm, better than I loved my friend. Yeah. And that's, that's, I'm ashamed of that. Like that is not okay. Well, if they're really like my good friend, then I need to take the hit, you know, the pain that it mm-hmm. takes to lovingly speak into their life. And mm-hmm. I learned that lesson. I've, I've done it. It did not go well. I've done it and it has gone well. But it's if you really love your friend, it's worth it. Right. You, you don't control the outcome. You don't control the reaction. And all you can do is be loving. And um, yeah. If that were me, I wouldn't want my friends to stand by and watch me make a couple of really bad life-altering decisions without mm-hmm. just speaking up. Mm-hmm. I might still do what I want to do, but I want some people in my life to hold me accountable. Yeah. If I'm, I've allowed you into my life, it is my, it's yeah. your business and it's my business. Right. <laughs> like I want you to tell me if my kid's doing something really I'm, dumb. Yes. I want you to tell me if, I don't know, if like you see my, cracks my in our relationship. In like, yes. Like let's talk about that. Yes. Because I love you and I want the best Because I love you. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, that's how deep friendships can really work. And I don't know if how in your statistics and stuff, um, how deep people would say their friendships really are. Um, do they go on for years and years and years or, you know, do they really get into the deepest parts of you? I think that's, that is what makes people lonely 
friendships because you can have a thousand acquaintances and even people you consider good friends and still be very lonely because no one knows you really, really no one knows you. So you got to allow people. That's that whole vulnerability thing we're talking about. You got to allow people in um, and let them see you good, bad, and ugly. Yeah. All the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like neither is enough. Like to be known and not loved, that's heartbreaking. Mm. But to be loved and not known, that's so isolating. Yeah. So like friendship is like both of those. Like a real friendship is, is, is being known and being loved. And this is the relationship that the very first one that gets put on the back burner. Yep. When life gets nutty. I've done it myself. Yep. The busy high school years. I'm like, okay, we're on, we're headed to the finish line. I got to get these kids mm-hmm. graduated from <laughs> high school. And that that's, comes and goes. A good friend will understand that for a period. And then they will, mm-hmm. if they're good enough, they'll tell you, all right, look. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You're just too busy. You yeah. need to get some stuff off. Yeah, we've both been acting a fool throughout our friendship, <laughs> like 40 years. So yeah, yeah. there's a lot, there's a lot of good stuff, Grace. Good there. Stuff. Okay, so um, unlike married couple friends, like mom friends can be separate from your spouse. You don't have to like gel with the dad too. If most of your time is just spent with the mom, I mean, this was true for me. Yeah, for like especially those elementary years, I had some of the dads I didn't even know right I'm, pr- I'm sitting here thinking I'm pretty sure my husband didn't know right the like husbands. they're kind of irrelevant <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but I will say if you're doing like spend the night kind of things or they got to even not even that but spending significant time at the other person's house then it kind of behooves you to know the dad yes um their character um kind of see how that marriage relationship works and what your child's what you're plunking them down in that environment, you know? Yeah, definitely know if your child's spending time in somebody's house. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of stuff happens today, it, unfortunately. It's crazy. What was um, our friend's rule in small group, our very wise lawyer friend? He said, rule you, number one. You just never know. <laughs> rule number two, refer to rule number one. <laughs> That's right. And so it, that just stuck with me. It's like, you know what? You really don't know what goes on in people's homes Mm -hmm. um you you think you might think you do so i'm just i know just watch that hoarding show those people are normal on the outside most of them (laughs) i've just about decided like if i were raising my kids all over again no sleepovers the end no sleepovers yeah like it's it's too scary and weird so yeah listen we're not parenting from fear don't hear me (laughs) wrongly but goodness gracious y'all that's right so okay we already talked about maybe mom friends change maybe with the seasons of life um the ladies that I hung out with at cheer competitions or karate practices, like, okay, when the cheer season was done, when soccer's over, when karate's done, you just move on. And some of them I've never seen again. Yeah. Like our paths just don't cross, but I wish them well. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, don't you think if you would have really clicked with one of them, it would have just continued on? Like you would have made it uh, Yeah, probably. If you were like just so well suited right. for one another. Yeah. Um, and so maybe you're already, almost done or already done raising your kids or facing teen issues or college and your mom friend has a surprise baby. Okay, <laughs> that kind of thing can shift the friendship because they're thrown in a, back into a totally another season of life. Yeah, time warp. It, it's like, yeah, you, you've got free time and now she's up in the night. She's yeah. exhausted. Mm-hmm. So life events can seriously change that. Also, you know, aging parents can, can yeah. change that. You know, if you're... 
you're getting this free time and then all of a sudden you're pulled away mm-hmm. to care for a family member. Yeah. Um, that can just hinder just for a season. Health issues. How much time? Yeah. How much time? Right. Um, so obvi- all your mom friends obviously don't and can't be your BFFs, right? Um, there's kind of these subsets of friends and acquaintances, like a Venn diagram. I said, or a friend diagram. I love that. See what I That's did there? That's very good. Um, <laughs> that might shift according to circumstances. Um, and introverts are way more likely to just have one or two. Mm-hmm. And that's plenty. That's mm-hmm. good. That's all they can manage that they would consider best friends. Um, some friends, uh, we've got just a handful. You got to be careful who you're, <laughs> you're vacationing with. But we have a handful of friends that we'll go vac- on a vacation with. Um, but And some are just like, nope, I can deal with them for an afternoon at Saturday soccer. And then I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I'm topped yeah. off for the that's week. That's right. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely encourage you if it fits into your lifestyle to try traveling with friends, but make it short. Yeah. Like you just, because finding that those people who just like to travel the same way you do, it's super fun. Oh my goodness. So, so fun. It is. But it can be a disaster if you're a morning person and they're night owls and you're ready to get going and see the city. Yeah. And they're sleeping till 10 yeah. in the morning. And I'm like, okay, you just wasted five hours of my day because yeah. I was up at five. Yeah. The people who want to go kayaking and hiking, whatever, and you're good with their book. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, those high energy friends. You got a mesh. I have radar for that. <laughs> they get screened out. <laughs> I, know. I don't have enough energy for I you. do not. There's not enough caffeine. <laughs> oh, all right. So we're just going to break it down into the different types of moms um, that can overlap. So one is the one that's always there. They do everything to help. They're your biggest cheerleader and they totally get you and they love you anyway. Wow. If you can find that treasure. Yeah. That, that's a pearl of great price right there. All right. The truth teller. The truth teller helps you all different sides of the story. They can be blunt. They tell you, tell you like it is. They're good sounding boards and they will always tell you when you have spinach in your teeth, you need this friend. Yes. <laughs> I love a good truth teller. Ah, Okay. Comic relief. I've got a couple of these. They're always up for the fun. They're the ones that are sending the best um, gifs and texts to cheer you up. They help you laugh um, sometimes just to keep from crying, but that's good. Oh yeah. I I love those too. I'm always so in awe of the, the, their clever wit, how quick they are just to make (laughs) you laugh because I can be so serious. All right. The wise friend, sometimes they're older than you, but they seem to have an expert level on a lot of different things, different recipes, how to handle money, gardening, you know, all kinds of things. Um, they can be like a mom, but doesn't like tell you to put on lipstick or (laughs) pinch your cheeks before you go outside (laughs) or, Hey, uh, you're going to brush your hair. Yes. (laughs) I have one dear, dear friend that is um, more than 20 years older than me, and we we just get each other. And we're one of those that can pick up. I don't see her for a couple years. I'll go to um, Knoxville to see her, and we just pick right back up again. I love the age gap there. Mm -hmm. Don't necessarily limit yourself to people who are just in your same group. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad people aren't doing that to me. I'm good. (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm climbing that ladder. And it's like, I love some of my friendships that are 15, 20 years difference in age. Um, And then there's your old connection, which is the, um, the people who knew you when, um, the ones who, you know, if you get hit by a bus tomorrow can tell your kids 
all the funny stories about how you were when you grew up. Oh. And stuff like that. Love those. Yeah. That, that one did not dawn on me um, until I was older and had moved around. And when you move to a new place, you got to tell everybody your stories. Yes. As you're making friends, you just right. got to tell them your stories. Well, the more life you live, the more stories there are. <laughs> so this takes a little bit longer to really yeah. know your background. And so when we moved back to Murfreesboro, I was like, ah, everyone knows me. I they know my, my stories. I can fill in the last little six years or so, but they know me. What a gift. Yeah. Beautiful gift. Part of that being known thing. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Um, so when you're in your 20s and 30s, I think you're more um, hyper aware and you question yourself a lot. Maybe you don't know who you are yet, um, but you're more likely to keep maintaining friendships, um, even if they're one-sided or negative. Yeah, this is the age you start learning boundaries. Yeah. Or not. But right. I've seen a lot of 20-somethings really, I mean, I did. Yeah. Start to question that. I did too. Um, so you, yeah, you'll learn boundaries about things <laughs> like that. Um, if somebody is like what well, we talked about critical or just slightly competitive. Like mm. if their kid just, no matter what you say your child does, their child has already done it or has done it earlier than yours. You just don't need that kind of noise. No, no, you don't. You know, one of the most alluring things about this couple that we've become friends with since we've moved back to Murfreesboro was that they were so not that way. I've never seen a couple less, um, inclined to promote their children's mm -hmm. gifts. They were just so very honest and they have some really amazingly talented children and they have some really, really hard stories mm. about their children. They were kind of unflinching about it and it fascinated me. And that's what I said, okay, I want, I want to know more. Mm. And so I was like, okay, I want more dinners out with them. They're coming over to the house. I want to know why, yeah. like how'd they get that way and why are they that way? And we don't have a lot of other things in common. Uh-huh. We, I mean, we just, I think we met, uh, the husbands met professionally, but, um, but it's, it is so refreshing yeah, to just be able to genuine. be, <laughs> yep, be with people who are okay. Keeping also just real. being, um, yeah. So if you're the one who's always reaching out, so if you're, if it's one-sided, that might be a clue that yeah. mm, they don't have bandwidth they're, for you right now. They're just not that into you. Yeah. So that's Okay. <laughs> Yep. Um, maybe you're always the listener um, for the next crisis or drama that comes around and they're like never asking about you. It's always their next thing. That gets just old. It's exhausting. I mean, it's one thing to support. And um, of course, a true friend is going to support you through crisis and be there no matter how long the crisis lasts. But you know what I'm talking about. There's the one person who it's always the next thing on their list. But yeah. Listen, you don't, I've had a friend like this and here's their good side. They tell the best stories. Yeah. <laughs> they, these crises they describe, I mean, I got to say, I got sucked in. <laughs> it's like, this cannot, you, the craziest stuff happens to you. And then I started to realize, you know, I don't really think everything, all of this is happening to you. I don't think mm -hmm. this is an actual clear picture of what's happening to you. Right. So yeah, you don't, if they're, if you're always the listener to that, just evaluate. Mm -hmm. Is this really what's best for me? Is this making me wiser? Yeah. Is this making me a better person? Um, so you're always showing up, but you don't feel very shown up for. So again, listen, family shows up. Whether they like you or not, they're at the graduation ceremony. Mm. They're at the wedding. You know, they're, they're there for the life events. 
I mean, not not just the big life events either. I'm not saying that right. No, but yeah, little stuff. Little stuff too. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, if you're just not being shown up for it, then. Like I think you had a story of, of, of a new mom who was just struggling around dinner time and her friends just came. Yep. Just for an hour. Mm-hmm. I'll come Tuesday. You come Thursday. That's all it is. It's an hour. Yeah. So that's awesome. if they're willing to be inconvenienced for yeah. your sake. Yeah. That's, oh, that makes you feel one. so good. Yep. Um, or if you always leave their presence feeling slightly worse about yourself or just judged in some way. Um, because they just had the best stories about, I don't know, they just somehow always did it perfectly. Um, I've had friends like this and had to take some time out sometimes. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't worth the way I left. And that might have been my problem uh, and my issue. Uh, if you have bad self-talk or whatever, maybe it wasn't really happening at all, but I was feeling that way. So, um, yeah, just watch that one just too. Take That's a break. fun. Yeah, and there's a balance there because I like I've I have a friend right now who is like literally she can do everything. She can paint, she can bake cakes, she can garden, she can um, I don't know do neuroscience experiments. I mean, she can do everything. <laughs> she's so winsome and mm-hmm. she's so um, just so not into promoting herself that you just are drawn to her. I'm like, you should, we should all really hate her. <laughs> she's so, we should at least be really jealous of her, but she's so lovely. Yeah. And, and then there is the self-promotion. So it's not just a super highly capable person that you can't no, be friends with. No. It's just how they, how they wear that. Yes. That's a really great way to put yeah. that. For sure. Um, so I'm here to tell you when you get in your forties and fifties, if you're not there yet, a lot of your pressure of time and life frees you to let some of those friendships go. Um, get rid of the ones that are less toxic uh, <laughs> or the, that are more the toxic. The switch goes off in your brain. Yeah, you're just like, time's running out. I do I not. <laughs> don't want any more. <laughs> I am not doing this the rest of my life. Time dedicated to this. Yep. Yeah. All this frivolity, all this negativity, yeah. all, whatever it is, I'm not, I'm not up for it. If it's too superficial, mm-hmm. if it's too, yeah, I, like one by one. By the roadside, mm-hmm. so ain't nobody got time for that. Absolutely, <laughs> as a wise woman once said. <laughs> yes. So, um, the beautiful thing I think about um, friendships when you're in the body of Christ is um, because the Barna survey said we are tri- typically drawn to people just like ourselves. Yeah. So we're, we're like same race, same uh, socioeconomic, mm-hmm. same um, religion for sure. Mm-hmm. And we see, you see why for all the reasons we've talked about, but, um, in the body of Christ, you are going to, you're going to have, you should have all different kinds of people from all different walks of life. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's so cool to me when I look back on my life, I think, you know what? I wasn't only friends with people of my own socioeconomic level. I wasn't friends with people who only looked like me. I wasn't Mm -hmm. friends with people who only were raised like me. Right. And it's a, it's a really beautiful, like, level field for friendships because you do have this very um, fundamental thing in common. You know, I love some good quotes. So I've got this C.S. <laughs> Lewis quote I want to say. Um, sure. We think we've chosen our own friends, but for Christians, there are, strictly speaking, no chances. A secret master of ceremonies is always at work. Christ, who said to the disciples, you have not chosen me, I have chosen you can also say of every group of Christian friends, you have not chosen one another, but I have chosen you for one another. 
At the Feast of Friendship, it is God who has spread the board, and it is God who has chosen the guests. It is he who sometimes does and always should preside. Let us not reckon with our host. Hmm. I love that, and I can see that in my life. Like, just this chance encounter, chance, Uh chance encounter. Or like, I remember the Sunday you and Bobby walked into church, and (laughs) and we saw you for the first time. And it's like, okay, well, then we were in class together, and that kind of set a course. And the rest and is the history. The rest is history. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's beautiful that there's yeah. there's some orchestration and intentionality yeah. for our good and his glory. Oh, for sure. God knows who you need in your life yeah. and when you need them, and he will place them there. You just have to walk through the door sometimes. Don't, That's right. Don't just kind of cower in the corner. Be brave. Be brave. Be brave. Be a friend. Yeah. Oh, this is good. I'm so grateful for my friends. I am too. This makes my heart happy thinking about <laughs> it. Uh, so, okay, if you want to read more about this topic, you can go to justaskyourmom.com. That's our website. You can find us on Facebook at Just Ask Your Mom and on Instagram at Just Ask Your Mom Podcast. And if you're listening, please rate and leave a review just so people can find us. And send us your questions at Just Ask Your Mom Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and we want to say thank you to our production manager, Cheyenne Avila our tech and social media administrator, Savannah Cunningham, and our graphic designer, Emma Goodwin. And we'll see you next time on Just Just Ask Ask Your Your Mom. Mom.